0: From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday, the 8th of November, 2022. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about China's influence in Canada. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories. But first, efforts by the Chinese to undermine Canadian democracy. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has accused China of playing aggressive games to undermine Canada's democracy and institutions. Trudeau made the comments after Global News reported that Canadian intelligence had concluded and warned Prime Minister Trudeau that China has allegedly been targeting Canada through a campaign of foreign interference. Global News said this included funding a clandestine network of at least 11 federal candidates running in the 2019 election. The efforts are believed to include, according to reports, alleged payments through intermediaries to candidates, placing agents into the offices of MPs to try and influence policy, seeking to co-opt and corrupt former Canadian officials, and punishing Canadian politicians that Beijing sees as threatening its interests. The intelligence briefings for Trudeau and other top officials did not identify those candidates, but the alleged interference attempts did target members from both Justin Trudeau's Liberal Party and the opposition Conservative Party. One case reported by Global News citing unnamed intelligence officials said some 250000 Canadian dollars of funding was directed through the office of an Ontario Provincial MP. Speaking to reporters, the Canadian Prime Minister said, We have taken significant measures to strengthen the integrity of our elections processes and our systems, and will continue to invest in the fight against election interference, against foreign interference of our democracy and institutions. A spokesperson from China's Foreign Ministry said China has no interest in meddling in Canadian elections. He said state-to-state relations can only be built on mutual respect, equality and mutual benefit, adding that Canada should stop making remarks that hurt China-Canada relations. This latest news comes after authorities in a number of countries, including Canada, Germany and the Netherlands, are investigating alleged unofficial overseas police stations, opened and operated by China, which provide diplomatic services but are used to target Chinese dissidents far beyond the country's borders. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. It's been reported today that an Iranian hit squad operating in London has been instructed to try and murder two journalists who work for Farsi-language TV stations here in the UK. The Metropolitan Police have identified what they refer to as a lethal threat to British citizens on British soil. And it has been suggested, as a result, that the journalists have been given round-the-clock protection. Obviously, such acts by Iran on British home soil would significantly worsen relations. It's already considered as a hostile state actor by counter-terrorism police and intelligence agencies. This isn't the first time that Iran has tried something like this either. Back in 2015, a terrorist cell linked to Iran was caught stockpiling explosive material. It was detected by MI5 and the Metropolitan Police. It's not yet known how the government and foreign office will respond to this news. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make The Daily Briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. The long-running standoff between the EU and Hungary has taken another turn this week, after the Hungarian government proposed reforms to its judicial system, according to documents seen by Politico, in an attempt to unblock billions of euros in EU funding which are important for the country's under-pressure finances. Brussels has been blocking Hungary's access to some of the country's regular EU funds, as well as a tranche of post-pandemic recovery funds over rule of law concerns. In other words, concerns about Viktor Orban's democratic backsliding and undermining of judicial independence. Among the proposals from Hungary are strengthening the National Judicial Council, reforming the country's Supreme Court, and removing hurdles from judges wanting to refer to the EU Court of Justice. Hungary needs approval from the European Commission and a majority of EU countries by the end of the year or else it risks losing up to 70% of the grants. But unblocking the funds could cause a rift between the Commission and the European Parliament, which has been consistent in demanding the Commission take tougher action against Hungary. Boris Johnson's honours list has today become public. While a number of politicians that we expected to be included on the list, including former Culture Secretary Nadine Dorries, former Minister Nigel Adams and COP26 President Alok Sharma, there were also more unknown figures on the list. Specifically, some younger aides such as 30-year-old Ross Kempsel and Charlotte Owen, who's in her late 20s. In addition to these, it's been suggested that Paul Dacre, the former editor of the Daily Mail, has been nominated for the House of Lords. The Appointments Committee has previously blocked his appointment. Ben Houchen, the Tory mayor for Tees Valley, and Kevleir Ranger, an advisor to Johnson when he was the mayor of London, have also been nominated for peerages. Sean Bailey, who ran unsuccessfully to become mayor, is also on the list. In total, there are 20 people who have been nominated by Johnson, which is more than double those appointed by David Cameron and Theresa May. In the last story today, we wanted to bring you some positive news. While the world is looking increasingly negative with the climate crisis, war in Europe and chaos in British politics, it's worth taking a step back and looking at something a bit more, well, uplifting. That's why we're ending today talking about Klaus and Jones, gay penguins from the Sea Life Aquarium in Melbourne who've had an on-off relationship for three years. They've started cozying up again this year and have started to build a nest together. Last year when they tried this they unfortunately built it in the wrong area. For the first time this year they have built it in the correct place. It's been suggested that about 10% of penguin pairings in zoos are typically same-sex males. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see the ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing, that's over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day. Available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive Daily Briefing every day, you'll want to sign up.